Joining us on the line is editor from the Reader's Digest magazine. We say hello to Micah Tobe. Micah, great to have you back. Good to be back. Today we're going to talk about an article, uh, news from the world of medicine. These are some uh, interesting new findings uh, that uh, kind of go against uh, maybe what we've understood in the past, just some new information uh, a bunch of different topics. So one of the ones that caught me is the, is the first headline, Poor Sleep Hurts. Now, my wife has been on me about this all the time, about how I don't get enough sleep. And boy, it sounds like she might be right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, one of, the, one of the things they've found about poor sleep is that uh, if you don't sleep well, you're more sensitive to pain. So have you found yourself, you know, screaming and crying after stubbing a toe? Mm-hmm. That explains everything shut up and um yeah it was uh it's actually you know i mean i guess it's kind of uh something you know you don't think much about but like you think you get like aggravated and irritated but actually you feel more pain interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i mentioned i wonder if that heightens like the fact you maybe feel more hungry you might feel more of that kind of stuff and think how you know you'd be like a superhero if you actually got proper sleep (laughs) maybe (laughs) you would be feeling like you could rip through life uh another one and super common is people and they're overcoming uh, their compulsive phone use so many people are just picking up that phone and spending so much time on it even when they're not meaning to yeah you know we we just sort of automatically check our phone instead of doing things that we would rather be doing, such as sleeping, <laughs> um, exercising, and, you know, just, like, actually doing things we enjoy. Um, however, they did interview a bunch of uh, adults and teens at the University of Washington, and, and they found that part of the reason that people have a hard time giving up their phones, like, they may say you don't want to do those things anymore, but that there's actually some things that they do gain a lot of benefits from. And so those things are messaging with friends and learning new skills. So what it sort of comes down to. So the researchers were suggesting that what you really need to do is just delete some of the apps from your phones and not necessarily try to stop using your phone. So delete that candy crush is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Not but. giving up pets versus zombies. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, one of the interesting uh, topics in this article, too, that, that uh, I was not even aware of this, but you can actually take a toll on both physical and mental health just by sort of mentally beating yourself up too much. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's a habit that, that we all get into being self-critical. But it turns out, um, you know, when they studied people's hearts while they were being self-critical, they found that it's actually increasing their heart rate, they're sweating more and more. So they're actually, you know, physical well-being is, is uh, yeah, it's taking a toll when they're being self-critical. Um, when they were studying that, they had another group that was listening to friendly things, about them, and um, their heart decreased, their perspiration decreased. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good reason to, uh, I guess, uh, tell yourself some aphorisms every day. I love myself, 
what is it that Jack Smiley thing from <laughs> John? I forgot his name. Anyway, yeah. Jack Handy. Jack Handy. And I'm a good person, and I love myself. Yeah. I gosh darn it, people love like me. me. <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, when we talk about uh, the heart rate increase and uh, those negative benefits, uh, mm-hmm. as far as maybe that self-talk, uh, well, what could happen when it comes to the life-saving skills uh, that we are so used to? Um, I mean, I myself taught life-saving skills. I was, you know, lifeguard, swimming instructor, all of that growing up and was teaching mm. sort of uh, CPR and... Uh, artificial and, um, respiration. Ar- yeah, mouth-to-mouth, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. you have blown my mind when it comes to this next topic. Well, yes, it turns out that um, hands-only CPR um, for the prude <laughs> um, is actually just as, as life-saving as using, you know, the using that mouth part of it. Because some people um, stop and not want to uh, even start because they don't yeah. want to have any contact. And I don't blame them. You know, it's like, you know, all our life we're told, like, you know, don't kiss strangers. <laughs> I guess right. we're not told that. But anyway, um, point <laughs> is, if you are finding hesitancy doing that, you're going to be reluctant to save someone's life. So um, I don't know exactly how it's done, but you can look it up, you know, on Google, just, just do hands-only CPR and um, they're just finding that, that basically it's almost as effective as CPR with mouth. So there's no reason not to learn that one. So you can make the call in the moment which one you want to use. So basically doing something is way better than doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. The article is called News from the World of Medicine. It's in the pages of Reader's Digest magazine, currently on newsstands. And, uh, Mike and Tobe, you guys have a fantastic website people can go to as well. Yeah, you can check out this article and a whole lot more stuff at rd.ca. Micah, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk to the Town. Thanks.